This is the Curval Podcast. We are not live. We are not scripted. I mess up more than anybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today we have K-Star on. We have Amanda, Melody, and Sergio. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah, thank y'all for coming on. Thank you so much for having yeah. us. Dude, well, Sergio, you're the one who kind of connected with me. We set this yeah. thing up. And then we have um, Melody. Yeah. Melody, what is your position at K-Star? I am the executive director. And I have been for close to eight years now, I guess. I started there in, in 2014, and I was the shelter manager and uh, moved up to the executive director and love it. I could see the passion in your eyes. <laughs> um, Amanda, what is your position at K-Star? Um, well, I was hired on just in August um, to do training, so the training coordinator out there. And now I'm just kind of helping Sergio with development and fundraising and things like that she does a little bit of everything yeah Yeah. no she's been a she's been a real blessing to have sergio i gotta clap so i know where i'm at on the track Um, what is your position man i started out in in management over there at k-star and ran the shelter i ran a shelter and now i'm in operations um i do a little bit with the counseling center i help them and um i kind of take care of the building and He's my right-hand man. Yeah. yeah. He does a little <laughs> and, bit of everything, too. Uh, events and development, and we're just kind of – my man and I are just starting this kind of off the ground. We, I've been doing this for about a year. By, so your, by yourself. This, this position. By yourself. By yourself, yeah. So now I've got some much-needed help, and um, we've got an awesome team. They, really excited. Yeah. These guys have done amazing uh, with the events coming up and so forth. I know we weren't going to hop into that, but yeah. <laughs> we yeah. will. We'll but they are doing later. a great job. Yeah, it's just so exciting. So the reason I have y'all here today is because y'all are a staple in the community. And I want to know why. I want to know what K-Star is about. And why do y'all do what you do? Um, well, we're crazy. actually uh, it's a passion it is a passion it's a mission and I've known gosh forever I started working with um troubled children when I was 18 years old in college and I knew that was my passion I knew that these children that a lot of people uh throw away or unlovable or whatever um that that's where my heart needed to be I I wanted to love these children and and uh, make a difference in their lives and K-Star was started about we started in 1991 and it was a group of community leaders that got together and, and decided that we needed a uh, an emergency shelter for children. And so that's where it originally began. And then it evolved, and they got a grant for uh, family and youth counseling, free counseling. So then the counseling part of it uh, started there pretty quick after as well. And... Um, it's it's going strong. We have we can house up to twenty children in our emergency shelter. Um, they come in and we start the healing process with them. Um, most of our kiddos come from some pretty chaotic backgrounds, a lot a lot of trauma. Uh, we are a trauma informed care facility, and we have the most amazing staff that make a difference with these children. Um, we plant seeds of change. We love them, and when they leave, they cry. They have been well-loved, and um, so it's a very, very rewarding job. It's a very difficult job, but when you see, mm. you know, you see these children just flourish with proper nutrition, um, they get excited over getting three meals a day, 
I mean, how sad is that, right? And uh, uh, they come from all manner of dysfunction. I mean, sometimes when you think, well, I've heard the worst story a child could go through, you hear another one. So it's like over the years, you have to, if you stay in this for any length of time, you have to compartmentalize that hurt because you would just carry it with you all the time. If you didn't, and you wouldn't be able to effectively love and help the child if you always saw them through that lens of, oh, this is a traumatized baby, and oh, you know, so it's wow. it's a really, really, it's a wonderful job, but it's a mission for sure. Right. So you mentioned, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Amanda. No. I know oh, you no. had something um, coming. Like, well, I started off at Hill Country Ranch working, and what? Uh, yes, and with I was the old Ashley. Oh yeah. Was she there when you were there? Um, I was. Yes, she Ashley was. Ashley Phillips. Because yeah, I was there for about uh, going on fourteen years, so they taught wow. me a lot. I've learned a lot from K Star as well. But uh, Gary Prios, you know, whenever we would look for staff, he'd say, you know, we need mission-minded people, and that's exactly what this line of work needs. You need to have mission-minded people in order to. Mm-hmm work in an environment that we work in um, to see, you know, kids coming in covered in lice, kids coming in with bruises on parts of the body that you can only, you don't even want to imagine, Um, that cower when they hear a loud noise, you know. So um, some people that will come in thinking, okay, this is just babysitting, and they learn it's not babysitting. (laughs) You have to have... um, you just have to have that um, toughness to you, but also have a gentleness to you in, in order to work with these kids. And um, we have trainings, like I do training. So, uh, but we do um, TBRI training. Mm-hmm. If you want to elaborate on TBRI. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it, TBRI is a trauma-based relational intervention program that um, uh, was developed years ago. Oh gosh, I can't think of the Karen lady's name. Purvis. Karen Purvis uh, started it, and this is the most amazing woman. Um, I think for years, with children that were removed from their homes and their families, um, they would go into a facility such as ours, and everybody's like, you know, you don't touch them, mm. you, you can't tell them you love them, you you know, you can't do normal things that you would do with a child. Like they were like real standoffish. Um, well, with trauma-informed care, which really kind of goes along mm-hmm. with with anybody that loves children, it kind of it's just yeah, treat them with love, yes. respect, kindness, give them choices. You can't be like you have to do this right now. It's like, hey, you know, I really need you to do such and such, or you could do this. But you give them choices. You just it's um, like you might if a child is is acting out and and hurting, rather than send them to timeout, you would time in them. Hey, come sit with me a minute. You know, kind of work through it. Um, touching a child is just, that'll reduce, you know, that that uh, when they're in that anger or whatever, frustration. You can literally touch a child and you'll just see their, you know, they just drop, they relax. Mm. There's just little tools. And so if a child's not listening, not right. looking at you, Hold you know, you might, you might take them and just touch their little face. And can you look at me? <laughs> right. You know, and, right. and, and, and they will reset instinct. them. It's, it's human nature. Or take their little hands. Yes. Um, you know, and look them in the eye. Yeah. So many little things that you would do with your normal children. But somehow with children in care, 
it's just neglected and you know yeah and so when you are conscious about this is a child that's been through a lot of trauma when i approach them i'm going to treat them with respect and with that in in the front of my mind and you wouldn't believe how beautifully it works you know and and, and the children heal they genuinely my phone is doing that's something. okay sorry that's all right <laughs> um mine is too but uh mm-hmm. But it, it is a beautiful program, and, and it's the way we need to treat everybody. And it's really funny. Once you start that, you start seeing everybody through a trauma lens, like grown adults. You'll, you'll see someone, and it's like you are more patient with people, and you're kinder when you look at them and you think, you know, I don't know where they've been. Maybe they're being mm-hmm. ugly to me because of another reason. I'm not going to take that personally. I'm going to still re- respond with love and kindness and compassion to it's that It's so person. difficult. To drop your ego and, and it is and and Sergio hit on that man because we talked well, about that a little bit before we did we spoke about that um talk about what you, you just it's your mic well, man I wanted to, I wanted to elaborate a little bit on what Melody said yes please um the children yeah. we've had at our shelter you can pull that thing up dude that's yours in, man it's yours they'll come in uh, nonverbal Jeez. uh they won't look at you in the face um and by the time they leave they're talking happy and they're playing. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. How do you separate your personal life from your work life? I honestly, when I have people on that handle children, that deal with children, whether it's police officers, whether it's a Hill Country Youth Ranch, I don't think I could do it, man. I don't. I, I Adults, yeah, man, you put yourself in that situation. Yeah, I mean, or whatever, you know, you can get yourself out. Like, yeah, adults, whatever. Children, dude, I could not. And I don't see how y'all do it. I just don't because I feel like I would be traumatized and I feel like I, I would, I just feel like it would change me. So how do you separate that, man? You've been doing this a long time. Right. It's well, hard to separate it at first. I remember starting yeah, training. Kind of don't, really? I remember starting training and you have, you know, going and into and, and hanging out with the kids and getting, you know, getting used to the environment that you're in and um, leaving, you know, the day for training, going into the parking lot and crying, mm-hmm. like c- telling my mom, like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm, you know, I, you know, this little girl told me this. I'm so, I can't believe it. And then you kind of just really, um, you're grateful for the upbringing that you had. You're mm-hmm. grateful that, you know, we sat down at a table and ate together as a family every day. You're grateful yes. that your parents took you on little trips. You know, you're grateful because a lot of these kids don't. Mm-hmm. They're a, a forgotten population of children. And so yeah, me now as an adult, um, I have two stepchildren. And, um, you know, it was, you know, hard transition being stepmom, things like that. So you use the training. You're like, oh, I'm using TBRI on my, <laughs> yes, on my kid, yeah. right? You know, my stepchild and my bonus child. Like I'm, you know, doing that, um, and it works. You know, the training that you get works. And like she said, you see everybody in a, you know, certain lens, and you can deal with people. Like last week or whatever, I was kind of frazzled. I, on the shelter floor, I was like, bah! like you know, like these kids are, they're all t- tattling on each other, like oh, you know, they're, you know, just kind of Ooh, take a breath, and then something. here comes Vanessa, who's our shelter manager, and she TBRI'd me, and I was like, 
<laughs> fine, you know, like so we, really. we kind of like use it on each other and use it on you know in everyday mm. you know things and just uh, you're able to um, process things because a lot of um, a lot of your role as a childcare worker in this field is processing because when the kid was when the child was in you know before they came into care nobody processes you got you know they just got hit and walked away they didn't know what they did they know. Well, when you're in, you know, a shelter, long-term mm -hmm. placement, the, the child care worker, a lot of the role is to process, 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 process. And so it just becomes every day life for you, even at mm -hmm. home. Like, okay, we're going to process this. You yeah. Know, like, why did this happen? Why did this happen? So um, it is hard, like I said. Like, you, you um, sometimes will, it'll, you know, invade your dreams at night. Yeah. Yes. You know, things yeah. like that. But... Um, we are also faith-based, and so you just Amen. have to lean a lot mm -hmm. on the okay. Heavenly Father that you know that you know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for these kids, mm -hmm. and it's going to be okay. Um, yes. Here in a second, I would like to dive into the child's experience, but right now I would like to know, um, you know, because like I said, I probably couldn't do it, and mm -hmm. I, I, or if I would, I'd, I'd be I'd be traumatized. Who do y'all to talk to, and who do y'all have? Well, back in the day, back in the day when I was eighteen, we get off work at eleven and we go party until about three or four, and go <laughs> home and go to bed. And you yeah. know, seriously, no, we would we would talk about it. We would talk about it, and mm. and then you'd go home, you'd go to sleep, and you'd get up and you'd go do it again. Um, now we we will talk with each other. We're real advocates for the kids, and sometimes that can get you in trouble with. The powers that be, um, but we keep fighting, and mm. we're going to keep doing that. Um, but usually, like first thing in the morning, I think, like we go in, and it'll be like we'll sit and talk about mm -hmm. what went on the night before, what's going on. Mm. Um, the staff are the ones, the direct care staff are the ones that really take the brunt of the. Secondary it takes the emotional <laughs> emotional toll on them. Yeah, it does. It takes an emotional toll. Front line. Yeah, it is. It's the trenches. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's hard. Well, I know I tried to work a shift a few months <laughs> we back. We worked a shift together. We were like, they, they ate, ate my lunch. They <laughs> ate my lunch. I wanted, I wanted to go home and cry. No I just yeah. laughed. I well, just couldn't stop laughing because I was like, you know. That's like, what we did, I, I Pat so, and I. We worked a shift. <laughs> I got so upset with a particular child that just had some serious behaviors. And I was upset and I was frustrated and I was like, oh, my gosh, this this kid, and I knew this kid was just completely eating my lunch. <laughs> and then I had to take a step back, and I thought, what has this child been through? Mm -hmm. Step back, look through that lens. I, I have the lens. I use the lens. But when I look at these children, mm -hmm. I think, how would I treat my own child in this situation? Yeah. And that's how you do it. How and long did it take you to get to that point, Sergio? Well, I mean, well, I worked I mean, your first hours. day, would you have done that? No. No, uh, years ago, back in 05 is when I started at the juvenile uh, as a corrections officer. And I learned a lot. Back then we had a, uh, a post-adjudicated kids. We had them for a long term, a year. And you got to know these kids. And, you, you know, they ended up telling you what they did to get in trouble. Uh, you would chat with them every day and you would see their progress because we did circle. We talked about stuff. And then you'd see the night terrors and you'd see all that trauma, uh -huh. it was tough. I almost quit 
half a dozen times, but mm-hmm. I got through it. And then Why? Once you once you make it over two years, they say you know you're you're a veteran <laughs> in that field. Same with this. And after Why six after six, it? you're insane. Yeah, yeah. If you do it, more you're certifiable. Yeah, that's how you know trainees <laughs> are going to make it if they can get past that six month hump. Really? Then you're like okay. They're, they're veteran staff, like you said. Well, no, they 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 told us back back because it was a, a mental hospital that I started out in. And um, the old timers would say, after six years, <laughs> you're certifiable. And, you know, it's like, yeah. okay. And, and yeah, I was there just a little over six yeah. at the time. So I guess. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so all of y'all obviously made it. Why did you not quit? Why, you so said half a dozen they needed, they needed children. Somebody. Yeah. There's, yeah. with all the negative, with all the negative, there's, there's so much positive. And, and like yesterday, we had a precious little boy uh, that we adore. We don't want to say his name, but he came up to, um, to meet everybody at our board meeting, right? And so he's just, he's talking and everything. He's so then he's cute. going down the stairs and we're saying, bye, bye. And he's, he said, bye, I love you. And those little moments, those little carrots where this little tiny boy that's been through all kinds of trauma, but there's so much love, you know, or like I was down there, you know, uh, last week and the little boy, he saw one of our staff that's really, the kids love her. And he he said, Miss Carly, Miss Carly, I love you so much. And when you see that and you see these little precious babies expressing that love for others and joy over the smallest thing, there's your reward. And it kind of, it, it helps to wipe out, you know, all that negative emotion or that hurtful emotion because this is why we're here. You know, we can take on that hurt. We're all right. You know, God built us for that. I think this was my calling and, and my mission, and I believe the, it's theirs as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of our long-term staff, people usually know pretty quick, like you said, right. I think the six months, they know if this is for them or not, yeah. you know. Um, but we've got so many beautiful stories of children that have just just they just blossom when they're treated with love respect given proper nutrition um you know just all of it because they've come from such chaos and dysfunction like i remember having a sibling group and they thought uh, ketchup was a food group like you know yeah i mean all they ate was ketchup and fitting apparently for years hardly oh my gosh it was crazy yeah Um, so, so the child's experience how long is somebody in processing or how long does a child how long does it take what does experience look like from the child's point of view from from the event or the events or the Mm long-term exposure at home until they get to their new home i think it varies with different children and it also a lot of a lot of success for these kids in my personal opinion if they actually have like a caseworker if they have a good one somebody that genuinely cares about them, um, that makes a big difference, too. You know, like, we can do a lot of really, really good work, but if the the state is not on the same page, then they just basically come in and, and re-traumatize the kids. Really? Yeah. They'll just, like, we can get a call in the morning, and they can say, so-and-so is going to be discharged this afternoon, have them ready. This child hasn't had an opportunity to say goodbye to their friends at school at home they haven't been able to say goodbye to their staff and they're traumatized so y'all know where they're going we we fight we've been fighting i'll I'll tell you i'm come on i'm just i'm gonna tell you the state is they're broken they're broken and they don't do right by these kids and i'm frustrated with it and i have screamed and written letters and done everything i can but uh 
It's a broken system. What needs to be done to fix this? And, and, and what is the biggest problem with the state and not working with y'all? Is it uh, putting they, the they, kids? They don't see what we do truly as valuable. They see us as a warehouse. We're going to stick them here till we can find something else. Mm. They're a file. You know, like they're, they're, that the kid's name is literally in a file. That's okay. Who, I got to work through my files. Meanwhile, you know, we're, like you said, in the trenches, we're the ones that are trying to heal these kids, trying to get them to, you know, function, trust, trust mm-hmm. you know, um, have trust. some normalcy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the flaw is. They don't, there's that gap where they see it as, like, even their, you know, the adoption page, you know, looks like, you know, like a menu. What, okay, order, you know. Are so, you serious? Yeah. So, you know, there's that lack of. That's disgusting. Right. It's a disconnect. Disconnect. There is that. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. It could be fixed. That's the thing. How? Yeah. Uh, like, what? What would these solutions be? Um, and who? Who could change them? Involvement. The state needs to really because. And, well, and don't get us wrong. I, there are some caseworkers out there that yeah. really. Yeah. Of course. Agree. Of course. Amazing people. You know. But like, they're not trauma informed. Like, uh, that's one of the things I said. You know, if if we are held to this standard, and it's a man, it's mandated by the state. You know, all of facilities, all facilities such as ours have to have to be trauma informed care. Well, why on earth aren't the caseworkers? Why aren't all of these other people that are working with them? And um, I just think that there's too much money paid out to the people at the top in our government, mm-hmm. in whatever, in DFPS. And that money's not pushed down to the people that are uh, needed so they could hire more caseworkers. So maybe their caseloads aren't It as reminds big. me, and, and I'm not correlating these two um, categories of people, but the situations. It reminds me of the homeless situation in California because um, these people at the top do not want to lose their jobs at all. Mm-hmm. They want to keep that money coming in, and they're, get, they're getting paid very, very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to keep these people in their situations and just keep it at bay and keep the system where it's at and just keep that paycheck coming in. And, uh, you know, if you dive into the into that situation, I don't know if it correlates or not, but that's what it kind of reminds me of. You, you say the people at the top are making the money, but it's not trickling down to where it actually needs to be. And, and, um, and there's no common sense. Like, there's no common sense whatsoever in some of the decision-making. It's like... I'm sorry, but in my personal opinion, if there's a child in a home and um, the children are well-fed, they're well-clothed, they're well-taken care of, but for whatever reasons, maybe mom smoked pot, should those children be removed? Mm. You know what I'm saying? But they will be. So does that make sense? To me personally? Right. No. Me either. I'll, I'll put it out on, you know, everybody knows. Anybody who listens to the podcast knows I'm coming up six years, no beers in August. You knew me before I was mm-hmm. sober. Yeah. And uh, I would have all day, every day, rather been a pot smoker than than an alcoholic. And I'm still an alcoholic and it's stuck with me for forever. Like, I can't drink. Mm-hmm. I know I can't. Mm-hmm. And I would have I would have all day chosen um weed and that's a personal opinion i may have listeners that are like you know weed is evil whatever i mean it what are you addicted to it you know it's, mm-hmm. 
weed can mess up your life. Sure, it can. Alcohol can mess up your life. You yeah, know? anything can mess up your life. I mean, my goodness, an obsession for a, a Pokemon can mess yeah. up your life. Food, <laughs> food, finances, gambling, everything. Yes, yes. But if you've got a child in a decent home with, uh, you know, well clothed, well fed. Uh, medical needs are taken care of. Stability. And yes. Love. And love. Why would you then remove them just because you have the power and you can? What mm-hmm. What exact? I don't know. I just think that maybe the state needs to put more money into going in and helping in keep the children in the family let's go in let's let's talk to that mother let's get her help let's if, if that's you know what needs to happen um let's fix whatever it is in the home with the children in the home so we don't have to traumatize them maybe you know does cps have a program like that to where they like hey look we see a problem we don't want to just remove the kid I think let's they try to may. they have been working on trying to maintain the child in a home um, we see a lot less kids with basic level of care. And the kids that we're seeing have more trauma. Mm-hmm. They are obviously removing them for the right reasons, but they that still it still happens all the time. It could be something uh, menial that happens, mm-hmm. and they do. Like a we removal. had one kid who his mom slept her mom slept through an alarm, right, and didn't pick her up. And she was removed and placed from school. How easy is it (laughs) um, through accusations, like say somebody doesn't like you or or you don't like somebody? How easy is it for somebody to get their child removed? Well, if you're an evil, evil um, caseworker, you could go in there and make up stuff. I mean, it's happened before. I'm talking about from like citizen to citizen. With, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that could cause some. It yeah. happens, actually. Mm-hmm. Does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That scares the crap out of oh, me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a father, um, mm-hmm. it, it just, it's so scary. I know we're diving into a wormhole, but this is stuff that I wonder. And I don't get to talk every day to people like y'all who are professionals in this industry, mm-hmm. um, in this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not just an industry. Y'all take this home with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I couldn't do it. Like I my hat goes off to y'all seriously, and, and I'm so happy somebody's got to do it. Yeah. And I'm so happy it's y'all. Yeah, I really am. Well, um, yeah. Well, I, you know, it, it's it is a wonderful job. It's a this is such a wonderful community, and they've just wrapped around us and with with Amanda and Sergio getting out now and really getting our name out there because so many people didn't. Like know what case they think it's was. just the counseling center to you, yeah. yeah. You know, because there's that's the one that's on the you know right yeah. in the main drag with town and mm. things like that. Yeah. But so, so much more to case star than we've, we've gotten more notability in the in, in the last year and a half, two years, mm-hmm. just because we wanted to educate the community on what we do when we need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to take care of these children. So um, and, and our counseling center. They do amazing work. And to get back to our community, like the other, (laughs) sorry, the last, was it two weeks ago, um, we had somebody call and was like, you know, because they hear shelter, so they think we can take people off, you know, off the street, which, you know, if we could, we would, but that's not a service that we can provide. Um, And so our community, like Sergio knew somebody, I knew somebody, um, our shelter manager knew somebody, and we just started calling. And... Every, you know, we were calling in all these places, and we finally were able to help these two kids that were not in CPS care but needed – were homeless and, and in our town. And mm-hmm. we were able to 
um, that was cool. find out, network, and be able to. fostered yeah. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, our community is pretty great. Like, Just like uh, Mercy Gate Ministries and yeah. um, Happy Jacks, the, you yeah. know, just, they're just yeah. Oh, really that's, that's another thing that we do. Um, we're part of the Kerrville Care, a uh, Kerrville County Care Coordination Team, <laughs> or Crisis Team. Anyways, it's a, it's a group that, of, gosh, it's uh, Peterson, um, it's Hill Country Crisis Center, it's us. But anyways, we um, work with in the event, like a, a child that's been sex, sex trafficked comes to the forefront, um, they would we hold a bed. So we hold one bed, and we will never fill it, so that in the event a child that's been sex trafficked can come to our shelter. And so um, we've only had one child that came, and then um, it was for a brief time. But uh, that's something that I know people don't want to talk about, but it's a real thing. It happens. There are thousands and thousands of children that are are kidnapped and sex trafficked and tortured, and nobody wants to talk about it because it's a really nasty subject. But unless we talk about it and we bring it up, it won't stop, and it needs to stop. Um, it does, and our kids need to be educated on it too. Yes, you know? like, yes man. You know, my... My two bonus sons, they're just like, you know, we'll go to San Antonio and they want to, I'm like, no, you need to stand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's a real thing. You know, they don't, yes. they're so naive. You know, they're stuck with their phones right up their face, you know, on their mm-hmm. faces. Parents and, too, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm guilty of it too. But, yeah. you know, but, you know, they, a lot of our, no, not you. our community kids, like, you know, we're a small hill country town. I don't know, you know, a lot of, most of the majority aren't street smart, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so it's like, I think that needs to be educated too. That's mm-hmm. so scary out there right I now. I don't know if y'all yeah. follow Busted on Facebook, like, All look who time. got busted. <laughs> Dude, these <laughs> past, these like, past couple of years, I, yeah. <laughs> I have seen more people in for human smuggling, smuggling than yes. I've ever seen, like... It's taking over the drug. The drug thing is yeah. going to the wayside, and you can resell a person yeah. multiple times. Yeah. If you sell your drugs, it's gone. Yeah. I and mean, it's starting to take over, and it's an awful, disgusting thing. Uh-huh. But nobody's well, right. so many It needs to be talked about. It, it does. does. It I mean, does. I would say, I would venture to say the majority of our children have had some kind of uh, sexual abuse perpetrated on them or uh, been exposed to things they should have never been exposed to. But when you have, you know, they go in and they check a baby that's crying, um, just sobbing and having night terrors and grabbing their little private parts, you know, you know something bad happened. Um, we have kids that when, when it's time to go to bed and go to their bedroom, no, they're freaking out. They don't want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So what we do in a circumstance like that is I, we just tell the staff, we'll let them, we have these monster beanbag chairs, let them fall asleep on the beanbag chair and then, you know, take them to their bed. Um, but, you know, and it's, it's awful. Right. It's just awful what people do to children. But that's got to be stopped. And right now our border's open and what's pouring over our border? It's little children. I saw a video the other day on a on a truther. I kind of follow the truthers because yeah. you can't follow the, the media. No, They're lying no, to they'll, us. They'll, they'll they, feed us whatever they oh, want. Whatever what the propaganda is. <laughs> yeah, and I don't care if you're if you watch Fox or CNN. Right. They Neither. will f- spoon feed you whatever the heck, mm-hmm. wherever they want to lead you. Yep. Cereal of the day. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. And that's, uh, you want me to dive down a wormhole? <laughs> I truly believe, look, they say TikTok takes your information, which it does. Yeah. 
So does Facebook. Yep. So does Google. Yep. And they sell it. And I'll tell you what, the reason they want to ban TikTok is because they can't control TikTok. Exactly. Our government can't control TikTok. Exactly. People are communicating with it. Amen. Yeah. And they're like, people are learning, people yeah. are communicating. And people the truth's are... on TikTok. Man, there's some cool truths coming out on TikTok. That's right. Look at that, y'all. I'm, yeah. I'm serious yeah. about this. You know, yeah. th this is stuff that. Look, we're not censored on the Kerbal Podcast. People can cuss. People can talk about what they want to talk about. Um, that you know, I, I mentioned him earlier. Um, like I said, Joe Rogan. He'll have oh, people yeah. from different points of view: Democrat, Democrat, Republican, vax, anti-vax, gay, anti-gay, trans, anti-trans, whatever. Mm -hmm. But he's you're not going to see his stuff get canceled because he owns that. Um, he's, he's on Spotify. We're on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, Google, whatever, curvilpodcast.com. We're not going to get canceled. Y'all yeah. want to come on and talk? We can, anytime you want, come on. This is your platform. It's at your disposal. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Yeah. Um, these are things that need to be talked about. These kids, they're sinless. Mm -hmm. They're sinless. They're so the innocent. Oh. vulnerable demographic and on the planet, our children, some of them don't have a voice. Mm -hmm. They're so little. Mm -hmm. Nobody listens. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy y'all are here doing what you're doing. Thank I'm serious. You, you know, I, I came into this podcast. Hey, we're going to hello, talk about KSR. And then, <laughs> yeah. But diving into what y'all do is uh, it, it's something that most couldn't do. Just It's just very emotional. It's a hard topic. And I'm so happy y'all are on talking about it. Um those listening that are moved, how do they help? How does somebody donate? How does somebody reach out to y'all? What events y'all have coming up? Oh, gosh. Well, let me tell you where you can donate real quick, and then I'm going to let Sergio tell you about all the great things that he and Amanda are doing. Um, but uh, you can go to our website, kstar.org, and then um, I'm so proud of this website, actually. Uh, Sergio's older sister, Christina, designed it for us at, for free. Um, so yeah, we girl. love her very, very much, and, and she really did a great job. And so um, go on there. There's different buttons. We have a new thing that we're trying to kind of kick off, and it's called Harness. And so you can get on there, and um, you can round up. Yeah, just click on the donate button. It'll take you right to it. Yeah, and then you can choose that or just to donate straight away. And then, uh, But you can round up and say if you wanted to donate $25 to us, you can cap it at that. So maybe your purchase is up to up to that, you know, that extra up to $25. And then we get that every month. Um, just whatever. We, we really. the grocery store. Yeah, we know, really, really appreciate it. it. Yeah. What? Rounds it up and puts it in a little pot, you know, like yeah. uh, you spend, you know, 20 bucks uh, here and there um, with just the, the roundup, you know, yes. over a month. And it just accumulates 15 cents, 20 cents. Right. It, it'll go up to the nearest dollar or the nearest. Right. How so does that work? Like 25, 50. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, then you round it up to 26 and right. then we get 50 cents. Right. You won't even notice yeah. it's gone. You wouldn't even notice it was gone. <laughs> but we would greatly appreciate it. it. $10, $20, $50. Yeah. Or you can do it one time yeah. or you can do a, a monthly. Yeah. Um, reoccurring, you know, so that, that's one way to give harness um, harness. It's a, it's a cool program. That, mm -hmm. uh, we just, we really just got into it. So it's yeah. not really totally off the ground, but it's the buttons there. So it's amazing. Uh, kstar.org. Yes. K -star harness or and, just donate. And the yeah. events that we have, that's kind of how we, you know, we get, we get funding from the state. Um, it's not enough. Not much, especially with inflation, no increase. 
Uh, really? You know, mm-hmm. Three meals a day, two snacks a day, and then whatever else, you know, kids. Sometimes they're, they're still hungry, and sometimes teenagers will plow through three or four plates of food. You never know. Well, yeah. even uh, the kids that were used to having to, yeah. you know, hoard food, you know, they don't think another meal is coming, you know? Mm-hmm. So we tend to go through snacks a lot, a lot of, you know, extra helping. So okay. we do healthy foods. We, we have fatten a, we them have up. Good, mm-hmm. We have a good chef. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we, we subsidize our, our, um, income from the state that's reimbursement mm-hmm. through, you know, events. Um, so we've got one coming up. Uh, it's actually going to be allocated towards repairing the roof at the shelter. We're raising the roof. We took some damage in one of those, uh, windstorms. Um, and we were looking at the insurance company was saying, well, you know, probably need to replace the roof. It's an older roof. It's, it's a metal roof. Uh, we had a contractor come out and said, you don't need to replace it, just repair it. Because you're looking at 65K versus, you know, 18K. And that's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to, we're just going to throw money at the roof and get it fixed and, and move on. So we, we actually, we were uh, benefactors of yeah. the Easter Fest. So we, once we get that fund, that funding, then that's going to help. It's going to go towards it. And then for our, our event on the 29th yeah. uh, that Sergio yeah. uh, was talking about. And then, then we should, it, the reason I said raise the roof, it wasn't because I'm crazy. It's because <laughs> we actually kind of dubbed it raise the roof. It's show a little love. And it's on Saturday, April 29th from show 6 em. to P. Mm-hmm. 6P to uh, 10P, and um, we're going to have Big Seed comes out. Big Seed Kids come out and open up. Great organization. Scott Roger is going to be playing. And yeah. Alan Ray and Southern Comfort. They're a Southern rock band. Uh, it's going to be at the Ridge Rock Amphitheater, and you know, bring a lawn chair and a blanket. On the 29th? It's going to be beautiful. The If you've never been there, have you been to the amphitheater? Yeah. It's gorgeous. Dude. It's a really, really cool uh, venue. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, yeah. excited about it. I'm excited. So, and April it's our, it's 29th. Our first, it's our first concert. We're going to try to do two a year uh, to bring income into the shelter and the counseling center. Um, we have another one in October that we're trying to finalize. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be at uh, Arcadia Live. Yes. On October 28th. Yes. Um, spooky so, season. Spooky season. Ooh. We're excited. Ooh. Ooh. It's gonna be, you know, it's that time of year. That that back patio is gonna be awesome. That time of year. Yeah. Um, but our big event is the car show, bike show, and chili cookoff, and that's gonna be at the youth event center. We rented out the expo center and Star Park, and all the parking lot in between. And um, this year we're gonna introduce uh, a business competition. So oh, yeah. local businesses get to compete in the chili cookoff against other yes. businesses. Uh, we want we want to be able to, to know. you know bring money in, but we also want our, our local businesses the opportunity to get some face time with the public. Um, That's and beautiful. They, and compete. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put together a trophy that will float around to the first place winner every year, and they get bragging rights to get to le- put it in their place of business, and then the next winner will get it, and so forth. Y'all jump onto the Curvo podcast page, go through every single guest I've had on, hit them up, tell them I said they better get their butts out there. You know, it's so important, uh, these fundraisers, because um, it pays for school pictures. Um, Mm -hmm. When the kids come into us, I guess we we didn't talk about this, but like sometimes they 
Uh, we've had kids come in nothing but a diaper, literally nothing. And so when they come, these babies, they don't have their own things. So we it, we make it a point. They're, they're greeted with a backpack filled with a toy, a blanket, pajamas, um, pajamas um, and hygiene supplies. And so then the pillow. next day, yeah. they yeah. get a pillow. Stuffed animals. It's yeah. theirs forever. Forever know. and ever. And to take with them. And so then Miss Pat sets about making sure that they have all the clothes they need. So we generally give... Uh, you know, about a week's worth of clothing. And um, and so all of those things that a kid needs, we we just had a little girl go to prom. And, like, it was, you wouldn't have believed how everybody rallied around her. Actually, Tinsley's summer, they brought some uh, beautiful dresses for her. And then Amanda the called me. The Charity Bomb. They, yeah. They helped out, too, and they brought a lot of dresses together. So then it was which one to pick, right? Right, and then she's a fashion show at the yeah. shelter. And then, of course, Amanda took her, and I, got, I believe you took her to her get nails her nails and, and all of the things, jewelry. and made it happen for this child. But those, you know, those Providing normalcy is a lot with these events. It's important. Um, help us. We're able to, so we're able to do it, you know, give mm-hmm. those that, you know, kids going the out extra. to movies, things, the extra stuff. Our dream is to have, to expand to mm-hmm. have you know a piece of property where we can mm-hmm. you know provide more services because not only do we have kids that like you said you know come from trauma abuse um but add on you know autistic yes. special needs things like that those kids are I also think they about have that. hard time a being placed tough and, tam- demographic to place yeah. and we've been but we do good with them. them yeah and we've noticed that our staff just is amazing, amazing with them you know mm-hmm. um so it's just we have a lot to give yeah. We want, you know. Well, and we've got the team to grow. We've got the we've got the team that's ready. And so we're really, really ready to grow. We were right before COVID. Like we were yeah, on we the verge. And then everything kind of like, and I mean, we're just lucky we survived that. <laughs> that was tough. Um, nice. But but we did good. So now we're back on track. And so we're like, all we need is 20 acres. That's not too much to ask, right? I mean, 20 acres and and then we can then we can, you know, go from there. So, um hopefully we just feel like it's it's we're on the verge of really it's expanding. Yeah. And um and I think that we're going to do great things, you know, many more great things in this community. I think so too. Yeah. Um So, I did touch on and I'm, this isn't about me, but, you know, through my alcoholism and, and hard times and everything and all those difficult times that I victimized myself. I was the victim, you know, mm-hmm. until I took responsibility for everything. I didn't change. But all those difficult times make each and every simple little moment now that much more valuable to me. And the simple things in life, like sitting around the dinner table with my family, eating chicken nuggets, mashed potatoes, whatever. <laughs> That's golden to me. Yeah. These difficult situations that y'all have been in throughout your whole career, what has that done to your everyday simple life activities? I know when my children uh, were born, I wouldn't let anybody ba- babysit them. Like, I didn't trust anybody because I'd seen what so many children had been through. And generally, the person that molests your child is somebody that you love and adore and would never dream, never, that they would hurt your child. So I know for me, it was like, nobody's watching my babies, you know, just if if daddy couldn't be there or I couldn't be there. There was one other, I had one friend <laughs> that I let watch them, but it just if if we went somewhere, they went with us. I don't blame you. Yeah. That's how we are. 
Yeah. Kind of the same way. I mean, um, God's greatest gift in life is your children. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. So mm-hmm. it's your, it's the one gift that you're given that's the most precious and you, you treat it that way. So, I mean, I'm not saying I don't trust people. I have plenty of people in my life that I, that I trust and let mm-hmm. watch my kids, their family. Um, but it does, it makes you appreciate what you have. You know, we sit down and do prayer at night and you're thankful that you're mm-hmm. even getting to do that with your mm-hmm. kids. Just say a simple prayer before you go to bed. It's, it's, uh, you cherish every, every day. Mm-hmm. What about you, Amanda? Um, you know, I don't have any natural children. I have, you know, I've had, I don't know how many kids in my care working in this field. And I have, like I said, my two bonus sons. So you, um, just appreciate things you want, you know, you want to, you know, do those little special things so they can remember. Um, you know, I started off as a house parent and, um, I say sometimes that I'm a grandma too, because some of the kids I've had in my care also have kids now too. Uh-huh. And so they'll start a thread every once in a while. They have an alumni page. And they ha- they'll start a thread. Remember when a Miss Amanda used to, you know, make us monkey bread on Monday? How does that feel? Da, da, da. And it just feels good. And you're like, okay, you know, they remember that kind of stuff. And, yeah, I tried making it. And it didn't work out so well. But, oh. you know, so <laughs> I'm like texting memories. it. Yes, yeah. dude. Right. Do experience. you remember when, you know, yeah. Mr. Derek did, you know, they remember when staff do certain things. So I just really try to do those types of things with my sons and just make sure, like, you know, like on Cinco de Mayo we'll have, like, fake margaritas you know like we'll have just you know just the lime juice in the ice you know or you know halloween you know you know you want to cosplay we're gonna cosplay you know we're gonna go all out you know so just making those lasting memories that they know you know and i like and i try to do that with the kids that come into care too so before i go before we go it's it's random but um i saw a, a calendar that's been kind of I guess, viral lately, it's a weekly calendar of your life. And you look at this thing weekly. You punch out a week. I think it's like tinfoil. You punch out a week for every year, and I think it goes up to like 90 years, you know. And you look at it, and you're like, oh, crap, that's not a lot, you know. And it gives you perspective. Like you think, man, I got another 30 years in front of me. Like, But you look at it in an amount of weeks, and you're like, whoa you know so check that out y'all um keeping that in mind how short life is and what y'all do and the value you provide i'd like to ask each one of y'all and whoever wants to go first can what legacy do you want to leave not just business not just personal but what what type of legacy do you want to leave it can be business or personal what is your drive what is your why in life what legacy do you want to leave? I, I hope people remember me as she was, uh, uh, she loved God. She loved her family. And, and she, you know, she, she touched a lot of lives, you know, uh, and left a good impression. Because I hope, that, I hope that everybody I meet, that my words edify them, that my actions lift them up, and that they know they're loved. And, um, and I guess if, if people feel that about me then I've done all right you know amen legacy is so important you know um you know just taking it back to the bible you know the legacy that you know in Jesus Christ so you know that's the same kind of life that 
you know, a man of God, a woman of God should want to do. You know, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that people knew that remembered me by making them laugh when they were down and out, you know, that, you know, it's like Melody, I love God and I love my family. I'm going to cry. And you make people feel good. Special. Oh. You do. You make people feel special. So, I know. mean, and I will, I will always think of that. You always, you. you make people feel good. And that's, you made, that's, you made, you made me thing. cry first. I thought Sergio was going to go I, first. I got really close. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I might but, still. Yeah. I just, you know, the, and if y'all cry, I'll cry. So quit. No, no, it's, they're both really amazing, beautiful people that I'm blessed to be uh, working with and have as friends. I feel the same way. You know, leaving something behind, well, that's how you live on. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. hope and you pray that your children uh, pray with their children at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you see that, it's a cool thing because I'm a grandmother now. So, um, you know, having that time with my grandbaby this weekend, um, Callahan, she's the most beautiful child you've ever seen. But when she raspberried me, I was like, oh, you are definitely my grandchild. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and then that little joy, she just just um, and it's like, wow, you know, have I been blessed or what? You know, when I see my kids, when I see my grandchild, when the people that I work with that I love so much, it's like I just feel blessed every day. Even though the world's crazy right Mm now, um, I still feel like we lift each other up. We're going forward in this crazy world together. And um, I just love that just everybody loves each other where we work. I mean, like we really have a dynamic force, don't you think, in this community? I I think so. I, I believe I believe it. I think we're weeding out the bad and, mm-hmm. and you know, we're pulling in. It's, it's, such, it's just such a tough job. And you do take it home, like you mentioned. You, you do take mm-hmm. it home. And it, the, the lens is always there. It, it's hard to compartmentalize. At least for me, it is. Mm-hmm. Melody um, and I are blessed that our, like our husbands are in the, well, my husband worked with me at the youth ranch. He still works mm-hmm. there. And he works part-time at K-Star too. And then, Melody with her Mark, who's mm-hmm. still at the youth ranch working and does he amazing so, work out yeah. there, too. Um, yeah. So we're blessed to have that, you know, to have that backboard where, you know, mm-hmm. I was on the floor today more than the mop, you know, <laughs> and, and they understand, like, well, yeah, yeah, you have some, t- you know, tough times. And, yeah. and just, you know, depending on each other, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I know when I was at the youth ranch, I would work alongside with Mark, and he works with the more intense level kids. Mm. But just having his experience there, mm-hmm. and you know, and and now that Kester having Melody with her experience, and Sergio with you know, everybody had brings a lot to the table, and mm-hmm. um, so we feed each other. You know, not literally, but we can feed each mm-hmm. other those bits of knowledge, like like Crystal at the youth ranch. You know, like she's just. A wealth of knowledge. Melody's a wealth of knowledge, and you know, so you learn from these people that we have this great community that loves kids and does right by kids. And so, um, if anything, that's Kerbal's legacy, I think, yeah. because we're Man. also such a, you know, we have a lot of people in the community that come from recovery too. Yes, and they stay in this community, mm-hmm. and that says a lot about our town. Yeah, I, I do. As far as legacy. I, it wouldn't be mine. It would be all of ours but as a community. But I would love for there to be a shelter like ours, the, the bigger one, that healed children long after I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that 
is that the legacy of K-Star? I mean, what, we, what's, what's the, the future of, of K-Star? What does it look like 10 years from now? Is that what you're hoping for? Oh, absolutely. And that's yeah. where our counseling center comes in. Because, you know, we can only take you so far, but that yeah. counseling's available there mm-hmm. for free. And, and it's that, there midi- to help that you. mitigates kids even going into care. Yeah, it could, if done right. I think if we did the number, we did the numbers. Uh, in the last three years, our counseling center alone touched the lives of 7,000 people. I see something right here, and I really think that, look, I think y'all should have a K-Star podcast. And I'm talking about <laughs> not just, not to bring kids on or anything, just y'all three. And then y'all cycle in some, uh, the, the, the your husband, your husband. I mean, the people that, that make up K-Star, I think, do 30 minutes a week, y'all would provide golden material and other facilities uh, other places like yours would be listening to y'all man y'all can network boom boom throw ideas off of each other this is so powerful y'all and i'm serious and i'm i'm very transparent with this podcast initially um i had a a virtual tour company right Mm -hmm. and i wanted to tour i mean what i would do is uh do virtual tours to different businesses and you could buy their products through clicking on the products and I wanted all the businesses on one Facebook page so I could share the virtual tours to the page and they would be like, you know, viewing my stuff. So um, it started out as the Kerrville Small Business Network page. Then it was the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast. Initially, I had a, a um, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Where I'm just thinking about myself. Selfish mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Through that podcast, I learned that these business owners that I had up on a pedestal, there's so much more behind the billboard. They're people just like us, Mm -hmm. just like y'all. What's behind Mm K-Star? And I'm learning through each and every interaction. And I think that this model is so, it's such a power move that you can have any guest on you want. Y'all can have guests on too. Mm -hmm. I just think it's... Let's say you're on TV, right? You get 30 seconds. What do you do? Okay, bye. And you're like, what the heck? You know, I didn't even have a chance to talk. The beauty of a podcast is you can dive deep into K-Star, learn who are the people that are taking care of the community, and I think that would result in more funding and more exposure. And just think about it, you know? Because really, you know, like... uh the people that really make the difference are the ones that are on the floor, mm-hmm. you know, Big the time. ones that are actually working with the kids. Cause you know, I could run around all day, but ultimately the success is from the direct care staff. The front line. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so, uh, you That's know, <clears throat> and you can't pay them enough, <laughs> you know, really. I mean, I wish I could pay them a lot more, but, um, cause what they do is, is just priceless. Until y'all get one. If, if that's something y'all want to do, y'all come back onto the Curvel podcast anytime. And I'm not just saying that on, on live. I, yeah. I mean that. Y'all come back. Y'all say, hey, look, we got something coming up. Or, hey, look, there's an event that happened with the state that, you know, whatever. Y'all mm-hmm. come on. We'll, we will do it. I mean that, it. That's we'll wonderful. It. We would, I, I would gladly accept <laughs> yeah. to come anytime. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything else y'all would like to say to Curvel before we, uh, Wrap this thing up. Come support us, please. Come to these events. They're going to be so fun. And Sergio and Amanda have been working really hard. And so um, we need your support. We want you to come out. We want to see your faces. Come dance with us, you know, on the 29th. 
and we'll raise the roof. <laughs> Amen. And, and thank you for all the support that we've gotten so far. I know there's a lot of folks that still don't know what we do, but with your help and and Jam and everybody else, uh, we'll, yeah. we're going to educate everybody and on what we do. It's I feel it's, it's one of the most important things I could ever think of to do. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wouldn't want to do anything else. Oh, I have so much We'd to be say. bored. I, I could keep us here for hours. That's right? why y'all are coming back. All right, Kerrville. Um, if y'all know anybody that provides value to the community, um, what's behind the billboard is is what this thing's about. Wh- who makes up Kerrville? And and y'all just y'all saw K Star and uh, how how was it? Did y'all enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, it was fun. I loved it. really it was fun. Good. Amazing. We were on our best behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we won't be. Good. Yeah. Good. Y'all. Well, y'all have a blessed one. All right, everybody. Thank you.